0: We're joined today by Josh Anderson. Originally from Nashville, Josh graduated from Louisiana State University and served eight years in the U.S. Army, including a 10-month stint in Bagram, Afghanistan during Operation Enduring Freedom. Beginning as a solo agent in 2006, Josh and his team, the Anderson Group, have been ranked in the Wall Street Journal's top 1,000 agents and Real Trends Magazine's best real estate agents. His team closed 239 transactions in 2015, resulting in over $80 million in volume. He is currently on track to sell over $100 million in real estate in the greater Nashville market this year. Now, let's welcome Josh to the call as we join our host, Tim Harris. And Mr. Show Producer, I already unmuted him. So Josh, welcome to today's radio show. I appreciate your time. I appreciate you being my co-host. And yeah, let's drill down. Let's deliver some really actionable, powerful information uh, for all 155,000 folks that are going to be listening live and in replay. Agreed? Absolutely.
1: Well, thanks for having me.
0: Oh, of course. So, just let's just start out with some some numbers, just so everyone knows that you're the real deal. Sure. and six 206, two hundred sixteen. You've already closed two hundred twenty eight uh, units. You have forty pending. Over a hundred million sales volume, and this is in Nashville, Tennessee. And so, the av- your average sale price in Nashville is how much? Um,
1: our team average is about three eighty. Um, the average okay. in Nashville is probably closer to two twenty five to two fifty as a median average I price. Point-
0: I, I point that out because we have a lot of folks that sell really expensive ultra you know luxury, whatever, whatever on the coast. And sometimes right. they forget how good they have it with their high sale prices yeah. until they hear from someone yeah. from you, like you has to sell so many units, right? The, Julie and yeah. I we sold real estate same exact situation. And you so you carry uh, 25 to 30 listings at all times, and your average days on the market is 60. I love the fact you know these numbers. 73% of your business came from past clients, uh, sphere of influence, and agent referrals. That'll be fun to talk about. And you have a team of consisting of five agents and three support staff. So. Listeners, that's, that's uh, Josh in a nutshell, but so let's just drill down. How do you prioritize your time? Yeah,
1: so you know, I, I think this is probably one of the biggest things that um, seasoned agents as well as brand-new agents are trying to figure out, and I think, I think you just have to get really dialed in on time blocking and understanding time blocking. And you know, a big thing for my business, I was telling Gina earlier, is I mean, literally, if somebody wanted to rob me, or I mean, I literally, I wake up at 4:42 every day, and I and I do the exact same thing every day. I lead generate for four hours a day, and it's all about consistency and it's time blocking. And my entire team knows that unless the house, or the the not the house, the office is is burning down, like they do not come into my office during lead generation time. They don't knock on the door. Well, Josh, they don't. What- they just. Let's, let's hover yeah. there
0: because this is something that everybody who's ever been successful at anything, selling, doesn't matter, professional athlete, doesn't mm. matter what it is in life. You have to basically learn to control or at least have, you know, a, a reasonable expectation that you're going to get, you know, a scheduled right. day, certain things done. So, like, when you say time-blocked, I mean, you know, you're talking about a schedule, but what are the, during that time-blocked time, block time what are the three to five things? First of all, tell us what your schedule is. You sit in the morning, and then tell us what the things are that you get done. Like there's probably three to five things that you're going to get done every single day, first thing in the morning, as part of that time block morning sure. schedule, correct? Yeah. So – so, and that's,
1: that's probably – I mean, that's how I've – nothing I do is real. I mean, it's not revolutionary. It's just consistency. And, you know, I, I, wake up at 442. Everybody asks why such a random number. It was kind of by default. I, I, I was, you know, on an old school um, clock and I was trying to hit 440 or 445 and it kept hitting. So it stopped at 442. And so that was like a decade ago. And I just have kept it there. So um, I wake up and I really kind of have my own I either am working out or have kind of my quiet time, Um, and, and, you know, fast forwarding into getting into the office, um, when I get to the office, it's, I literally have two hours here before anybody comes into the office. Um, and it's checking emails and, um, really getting dialed in on what I need to do that day. Um, now I finish up, I look over my calendar for that morning or for that day. And I look at what I have going on and I look at, you know, what What list or success list or priority list I put together from the night before and um, really just kind of get comfortable with it. And, and um, you know, from 8 o'clock, I start – I make a 10- or 12-minute phone call to my buyer team. Uh, 8.15 to 8.30, I talk to my operations. And from 8.30 to 12.30, I lead generate. Um, and that's so every single day, the,
0: nope, no matter what. Let's talk about the lead generation. Let's talk about the lead generation. Who are you calling – to walk us through that whole process.
1: Yeah, so um, it's really you know I work all on the listing side of the business. Um, so my lead generation looks like I'm either calling seller leads, uh, but really for the most part I'm calling past clients, uh, sphere of influence, database, referral source. Um, it's all it's all really past clients and referrals for me. Um, you know, 2015 we we did about 50. Closed transactions just from agent referrals around the country. So, um, and part of that is because I do a really good job. I'm very intentional and very purposeful about going to conferences and networking and getting people's cards and adding them to our uh, agent newsletter and trying to add value to them. But uh, the other piece, there's a lot of people moving to Nashville right now. So uh, yeah. from all over the country. And
0: so, well, Nashville is one, the- one of those. Nashville's one of those markets yeah. that's very steady no matter what the overall economy's doing. So a lot of investors but you guys also have a lot of corporate reload that's happening there too, right? Companies have discovered I mean but, yeah.
1: Yeah, so like yeah, so Under Armour's got, you know, a manufacturing plant out, you know, right outside of Nashville and Beretta Guns moved their entire headquarters and we've got we've just got we've got a huge healthcare number one healthcare capital of the United States and we've just got a lot of different businesses too. So people are moving around quite a bit. Uh, but to go back to your question, I mean, the majority of it is either I'm looking for HR departments, I'm looking for business development type stuff, I'm, and I'm calling past clients and, and referral sources. And constantly do trying to. do you ever? And, and those, well, and those scripts aren't always like looking for, hey, can I, you know, do you know anybody looking to buy or sell? A lot of it is checking in with them and, hey, how can we add value to you? How can we be a resource? Who can we connect you with? What do you need from us?
0: So it's well, not just so about Josh, asking for business. Josh, right, exactly. So you're wanting to bring something of value, and you create this sense of reciprocity where they're going to want to reciprocate with helping you because you're doing something to help them. It's kind of like psychology 101, but it really does work. So as far as, like, yep. had, have you ever spent time calling, uh, you know, expired for sale by owners, things of that nature?
1: I have, but very little. I mean, I, I did some expireds for a while. I really didn't call for sale by owners. Um, I think it's great for people that that want to do it. We have an inside sales department that um, calls some of that type of stuff, but I really I've got a big enough database, um, and I don't think you need a huge database. But I mean, we've got a 73% of our our business. You know, out of 250 plus transactions this year, 73% of it um, is going to be past client or referrals. So I really don't need a bigger database for me to personally work, maybe for the team to market to. um, But, you know, uh, our businesses, um, the marketing is in addition to not in lieu of. And so we're still on the phone making phone calls and and prospecting and adding that marketing and branding piece into it
0: as well. So if you were to – we have a lot of agents that are getting into the business. There's a lot of listeners of folks that are just sort of trying to decide what direction. And – Every time we interview listeners, every time we interview somebody that's producing on this level, you'll always find that their most dominant spoke, lead generation spoke, is always going to be centers of influence and in past clients. There's, I don't think, I cannot honestly think of a single exception. Uh, no matter what their sale price is, what their market is, that's always going to be your number one source of business. Um, so if you had, Josh, if you had to get into this again, right? So like, say I take you and I drop you into whatever market in whatever part of the country. And you have to start your business over again, and your expertise area is something you 're obviously very good at is centers of influence of past clients. How would you start over again? What would you do remembering remembering, please, that we're talking with a lot of folks that are just newish or maybe wanting to replicate yeah. what you've done
1: you know I mean I tell people all the time I think people look at me and go, well, this you know they're trying to figure out how to get to five million or, or ten million and and we're at you know eighty five to a hundred million this year and and so I, I look at that and go. I think at the end of the day, the basics always work. I don't care if it's 1982. I don't care if it's 2020. Like the basics are always going to work. And it's picking up the phone, it's shaking people's hands, it's networking. Um, if I was if I was relocated to a different area, I would do very similar to what I did 10 years ago when I got in the business. Um, I wrote lots of handwritten notes. Uh, I picked up the phone and called a lot of people. I had lots of, you know, FaceTime as far as. Um, breakfasts or lunches or networking events. Um, I would go get on nonprofit boards um, and and have to be in certain places. I would be strategic about going to events where there are connectors or decision makers or other people that I could get in with for big accounts or even people that could put me in touch with other people. Because it's not always the person – for me, it's not always the, about – talking, hey, who can you connect me to that wants to buy or sell a house? Who can you connect me to that you think would be a good contact for us? Um, and, and and nurturing that relationship. Because you never know where your relationship is going to come from that, you know, puts you in touch with – I mean, it might be an $80,000 property, and, you know, their uncle is the CEO of a company that's moving to town, and they have 12 executives that need to
0: buy a million-dollar houses. I mean, you just so, never know. Are, are, Our listeners are going to barbecue us if we don't get into the weeds a little bit and start actually talking about some practical things. So, And, yeah, everything you said makes sense. Uh, And I love what you said. It's almost kind of funny that people that do what really – you're doing what really works. You're doing, obviously, the stuff that gets results. And But in our industry right now, and I'm sure you've seen this too, the sort of trend is to chase the shiny object. Of course, that's always really been true. People always. will look for shiny objects sure. to make it so they can avoid actually picking up the phone and doing the real work. But at the end of the day, you're never going to make any real money and have a consistent business unless you're doing what Josh does or do, you know, other things that are going to put you in direct sure. contact with potential buyers and sellers. Well, you know what? Before I get to my next question, because I want to get into the actual weeds of what you say, how you say it, and I'll give you. And we, you can maybe think about giving me some examples of like, if you were to go to a business networking group, don't talk about if you don't mind, Josh. Don't talk about like what you talk about. Actually, tell us what you say. Is that cool? Yeah, yeah,
1: Do okay, you think? Put your mind
0: in that? Okay, but I'll, I'm going to ask you a separate question first. In your opinion, because you come in contact with a lot of agents, why is it that you? Why is it that they're afraid, or why is it that <clears throat> they resist? Actually, picking up the phone help me understand that um, I think that it's easier i think for a
1: lot of people it 's easier to spend money even when you don 't have it it 's easier to spend money on something like you know uh, an online lead uh, platform or it 's easier to do that than have to learn how to do the fundamentals at a really high level it 's scary for some reason it 's like getting up in front of a room and giving a of a public speech. I mean, I, for some reason people cannot wrap their head around calling the people that already know them, like them and trust them and asking for business. It's like easier to call, you know, a, a, a Zillow lead or something than it is to call a friend and be like, Hey, look, here's, here's what I'm doing. I'm trying to finish the year strong. We're, we're, we're 10 deals behind. Um, on on where we need to be do you know anybody that might be looking to buy in the next 90 days or do you know anybody you that you can connect us to listeners not, are you
0: getting that that was a really it's a really simple script all of you guys can say that when you're calling people that know love and trust you they're going to want to help you that was a very simple script that all of you could say just rolled off of his tongue pay attention listeners so yeah i yeah, like that I think, pivot to Where we're going to talk about scripts go ahead
1: Yeah. And so, and, and I've got, I've got several scripts like that. And I'm happy to provide those to you guys. It's just stuff we've learned over time that, you know, if you call and use the same script every quarter, they're going to quit answering your phone call. Or if you call them every month and say the exact same thing, you've got to add value. You've got to ask them for their input. You've got to, you know, Hey, who can I put you in touch with? that's in my network. Um, So it's, it's, it's a give and take, But you know, everybody we know, Know somebody that needs to buy a house or sell a house or an investment property. I mean, it's just it's, – it's educating your network on what you do and how you do it and how to refer. I mean, everybody – I mean, I think that's a hard thing to teach people how to refer you business, um, and it's well, one of those things so, that so
0: – you- do You have your scripts written out, like or do, when you sit down, and you're calling for your four hours. I assume you have a minimum number of contacts that you're going to make that particular day from the work. You're not just basically putting calls in. Right. You're actually shooting for a specific result. So, what's your specific result every day when you're making that? When you're putting that four hours of real work in?
1: So, so it's evolved over time. My 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 goal was always for You know, first it started out as I was calling two hours a day, and then it was three hours, and now it's four hours. And then we also do call nights, and once a month we do a. A bold 100, where we make 100. I make 100 contacts in a day, and and the goal for everybody on the team is to make 100. Um, But um, my my goal has always been I want to make 20 real quality contacts a day, Um, and it's not Hey, how's it going? It's it's having real conversation. Hey, this is a business call, Um, and it can be that it can be adding value. But my goal has always been generically 20 contacts a day not 20 calls but 20 contacts um but really at the very end of the day my goal is to get one appointment a day
0: so there you go (laughs) guys good for you so (laughs) that's awesome so listeners drill down here's what i heard him say and pay attention because it's really critically sharing with you guys the absolute truth about how to be successful in real estate, he's, he's actually putting in real, honest-to-God work every day. But he's not just making dials, okay? A dial is not a contact. A voicemail is not a contact. A conversation with a non-decision-making adult is not a contact. He's only counting a contact if real estate became the topic and he was speaking with a decision-making adult. Don't be confused about that. Voicemails do not count, really critical. Now you heard him say he has a minimum number of contacts he wants to make a day, 20, but what he really is gearing towards is one appointment a day. We have had hundreds and hundreds of coaching clients who started out following the exact same pattern as he did. They would maybe start out struggling, you know, to do maybe an hour a week, and then basically they realized it worked, and they added to it, and they added to it, and they added to it. And here's the real irony in this day of everything being digital and the narcissistic Facebook and everyone, you know, doing anything possible other than actually picking up the phone. Picking up the phone and doing what Josh is doing has never been more powerful than it is now. Ten years ago, guys – before Realtor. dot com and Zillow and Facebook and all these things came around, you know, then maybe calling was actually a little bit oversaturated because that's what realtors primarily did. But now the amazing thing is it's the digital stuff because everyone's going gravitating towards that because they think it's effective and it's truly not. There's not as many people that are calling, and the people that are calling haven't really ever developed the skill set to be effective at it. Are you list, Are you paying attention, listeners? We're telling you the honest to God truth. Well, what it takes. But isn't that funny though? I wrote I wrote down two questions for you, Josh. I said, um, shiny objects. You have been inundated, especially in the past 10 years, because you've come into the business basically during the advent of the true shiny object, right? I mean, there wasn't 10, oh, yeah. 11, 12 years ago. Nothing like there is now. How do you sure. uh, shut that stuff off and see it for what it is? If just basically a gimmick, how do you act, How do you limit your exposure to that stuff and don't let the stuff affect your mindset?
1: Yeah, you know, I mean, if, if, if my team comes to me and says, "Hey, can we add this?" You know, they have to they have to justify bring it to me, or they have to, you know, what are you doing? Are you just wanting more leads? Are you working your database for more leads? Like, and so it's really you have to really justify it to me because I could spin my way into making doing another twenty million dollars in, in in volume, but I've got to justify, especially when you have a team. I've I've got to justify getting four dollars per dollar that I spend because if I split it on the buyer side and then by the time I pay employees and the team and everything I've got to make three three to four dollars and I always just generically say four dollars on the listing side it's a little bit different because I'm on the listing side but you know it's one of those things that they'd have to make a really strong case to me because when I show them I go out of the last hundred deals you guys did 73 of them came from our database so the other 27 the ISAs are working on all those sign calls and internet leads and all that stuff. The quality of these 73, I mean, they're packaged up and ready to go. I mean, they're they're good. I mean, they're 10 times better than those internet leads that we have to call 47 times, that are getting bombarded you know, by 20, the other, you know, 12 agents that they've gone to their websites too.
0: Yeah, and and it doesn't take that long. If we're being completely transparent, it does not take that long to develop a good skill set. Not a you know, it'll take a while to develop a really great skill set. It's first picking up the phone, but to be effective, it doesn't really take that much effort. What really is surprisingly is shocking. Well, not to me after all this time coaching, but. Is the real challenge is getting people to actually do the work. And once you actually start doing the work consistently, that's the key. And you start seeing that it Do it that for ninety really days
1: consistently.
0: Yeah, exactly. Do, do, well, I like what you, know, you said I I tell people. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. No, we're, I'm with you. We have we have something called the ninety day massive action plan. That listeners who are uh, you know you guys a lot of you guys are uh, you know members of our coaching program definitely absolutely positively do the ninety day massive action plan. Which actually leads me to another question I wrote down. A question I'm getting a lot. So you guys are really focused on uh, picking up the phone. You guys are doing the real work. You're being highly effective at it. Congratulations in all sincerity. And I love what you just said, dude, about um, you're focused on profit. I can tell that if I asked you what your numbers were, you're not going to give me some bullshit number. Uh, You know know exactly what your net is. And I also get the sense, even though – well, I'll ask you the question. When you take in, say, a hundred thousand dollars into your group, into your team, how much? If you don't, if you don't want to answer this, just say pass. Perfectly acceptable. Yep. How much of that's sure. before tax profit?
1: Yeah. So, so, in in um, my profit this year will be about. It's about a forty-two percent. Um, okay. Last year it was fifty-two percent, and we brought on a couple of fixed expenses like salaries. Um, so we've got you know, but doing 250 transactions. I mean, a lot of teams I see that are doing that and more, I mean, they're more like a brokerage. They're making 10, 15,
0: 20% exactly. uh, on their numbers.
1: Yep. And so, exactly. That's you know, what we sound too. No, and there's no other, I mean, go look, I'm in Gary Keller's mastermind and he kind of talks about this all the time. Is like, you know, there aren't any other industries that you can make 30 and 40% margins. I mean, there just aren't, if you're running it like a business, you, you, these people that own 10 mcdonald's you know they're paying a ton of money to have i mean the average subway is making like 60 or 70 thousand dollars a year that's why they have to have 10 or 12 or 15 of them to make a million bucks a year and there's no startup cost in real estate when you look at the cost of entry i mean it's a couple thousand dollars to join your association the classes the test you know insurance like everything is a couple thousand bucks and you really well, the very thing. nominal.
0: You don't you don't have to buy the building. You, you don't have to do any of that. Exactly. I mean, you have no cost of inventory. That's the thing about real estate. If zero. you're have if you have your on, screw on straight about being a listing agent, you have no cost of inventory. And and yeah, man, right. I, I agree with you 100%. And and uh, it is. I, you mentioned restaurants. We have a friend that has a number of Chick Fil A's, and um, I went online and researched and the average net. Yeah, man, yeah. you do. It's crazy. You make no money from those damn things. And so real estate crazy really how is How much the entry, the entry level to get a McDonald's
1: franchise is like 2 or $2.5 million, dollars, and they don't even make 100 k
0: on each one of them I know. per year. That's why and I you still don't own the real estate, so by the way. And, and yeah, you don't McDonald's own owns real, owns real estate. Yeah, you have to lease it back. Crazy. Okay, so listen, listeners, before I forget, and the next question I'm going to ask you is you're calling. Obviously, we're coming up on the holidays. I'm sure you have a holiday bent to what you're saying and the actions you're taking. A lot of people asking us questions about that, so that's going to be my next question But before I do. Listeners, this is the only time of year where you have – like a perfect trifecta of opportunity. Number one, agents are getting out of the business for the holidays. Number two, you have more expired, more disenfranchised, unrepresented owners, aka FISBOS, and you truly do have some fears in the marketplace about interest rates going up. So you're going to get some wonderfully motivated folks. And then of course if you're in a market like Nashville, you got folks that are relocating and they have to be there, you know, by the end of the year or the beginning of next year. You cannot And let you have time the election cycle. Like <laughs> yes, you've got you tons do. of things well, I
1: going for you right now. Um, because of the yeah. election cycle and everything is it's a, it's a very interesting. Well, this, it's changed well, you're,
0: you're, you're, in Nashville. You're stepping the last on six my, year, 90 days. Sorry. Well, exactly. <laughs> well, no, no, you're fine. I appreciate you supporting what I'm saying because it's true. And, and you already know this. This is the this fourth quarter is absolutely critical to work fourth quarter. This is the this is one of the things that top producers. This is like one of the secrets that they never share is that they work fourth quarter where the rest of the market takes the time the year off. So listeners, if you have not yet done so, complete the form that's right there on the listen page on the website, name email phone number and we're going to give you those books and the book that we're going to give you and the one I want you to start on first is the real estate treasure map. That is your business plan for next year. When you do that, you're going to get a call from one of our coaches and the coach is going to get you started on it and they're also going to let you know about the coaching program. Now, I think one thing that you guys are learning is that, you know, frankly, skills matter. Skills matter, especially in a market like what we're entering into. The coaching program, oh, Premier yeah. Coaching, when you use when you use the student approval program, it's only $99 a month, and every single one of you are approved. Okay, We're working with a lender that has literally made it so every single one of you can go to this coaching program, it's only $99 a month, and it's a real-life coaching program. You get a coaching call per month. You get uh, three other group calls per uh, per week. So... Guys, everything you're looking for in order to make it so that 2017 is your rock star year, it's there for you. Complete that form. So, Josh, let's get back to it. This time of year, yep. holidays are upon us. You're calling. Tell me about what you're saying, what you're doing. Talk about that. Yeah. So,
1: yeah. So, so one of the things I was going to say earlier um, when we talked about you know just getting back to the basics, one of the things that we w- that I do that I, I don't think many people do these days and. Um, handwritten notes. I mean, how often, how easy is it to send an email or a text message? Um, You send an email, I mean, a a handwritten note to somebody, they will pick up the phone and call you. I mean, it's easy. And then, and then if you've got somebody right, I I mean, when's the last time you got a birthday card besides from your mom or your grandmother or like a relative? I mean, we send birthday cards out and people, I mean, it's just, it's consistent and they know every year they're going to get a birthday card from us. And, And so with Facebook, that makes it Really simple, so there shouldn't be any reasons why you can't get that information from all your database, not just clients. Um, so I would tell people, even if it's three to five handwritten notes a day, it takes you an extra 20 minutes. It's into the, you know, even in the evening, knock that out. Um, one of the scripts that we use, that, you know, going back to those scripts, um, we we do, uh, we're we're client uh, heavy on you know client events. We do housewarming parties. Um, We do a couple of happy hours a year we do and then we do four to six client events. So um, We did one that's at a pumpkin patch and it's family friendly Um, some of them are not as family friendly, but uh, we do one just for our referral sources, so we've got one coming up in November before Thanksgiving that's
0: full so well, of my on. top. Don't, Josh, just, let me slow your roll just a tad, because I promise you they're going to ask us about this afterwards, and we might as well just cover this. So the pumpkin right. patch right. idea we've talked about on the radio show before. Then you mentioned some, uh, You mentioned two or three other events that are, you know, I'm sure you're serving alcohol, yeah. and it's more of a cocktail-type thing. So talk about where yeah. you do them, how you organize them, who you invite. Just get into the weeds a little bit so this, these guys have actionable information. Yeah.
1: Okay. So, um, so happy hours are are client events. Um, we, we try to do three or four happy hours uh, in addition to our other four client events. Our happy hours are really just organizing it. And, and for anybody, anybody that's in our sphere, it could be past clients. It could be an SOI. It could be somebody that's a friend of a friend that was at the housewarming party. I mean, it, it, those are just kind of open and we, and we, usually have somewhere between 50 and 150 people there. Um, so those are a little bit more generic, but they're really just kind of giving back and, and having some, you know, just breaking bread and having a good time and having a couple of beers or whatever. That, um, does that cost you anything? Listen,
0: bro, does yeah, that cost you anything? Oh, okay. Okay. It so does. how much does it um,
1: cost? Yeah. So sometimes we, um, you know, it, it's different depending on the venue. I mean, sometimes it's, Five hundred dollars, and sometimes it's twenty-five hundred dollars. We we, sometimes we pay for them on our own. Sometimes we get them sponsored by our home inspector or someone like that. That is one of our allied resources. Somebody that uh, one of our vendors. Um, So we kind of do it together. Um, So we've done. um, Do you have any other questions on that?
0: Well, no. Anything. I was just thinking, like, just just some other. This is something that people are really, you know, thirsty for information on ideas. Sure. Um, you guys, you guys could run a movie theater um, at, on a Saturday matinee. Yeah. There's going to be some family-friendly movie that's going to come out. You know, basically, pay, yeah. do some marketing to your centers of influence. Past clients have them show show up. Now I would always yeah. plus every idea like that. So involve a local charity. So for example, ask if the movie's free, the popcorn's free. You're going to pick up all that. Maybe have your home inspector, like Josh just suggested, maybe help covering the cost. But do make it so that they'll all basically bring some canned goods or a wrap present for you know yep. a, a toy drive or something like that. So tie everything together. So it's you know they'll see that you're making a contribution yeah. and you know all that good stuff. And the other thing is, this guys, so is, whenever hey, you're thanks. doing a event- yeah, go ahead. Right. Go
1: ahead. Well, I was going to say, we we did, a um, just to give you some other ideas, like we've done, um, we we did the movie thing, Um, we had a phenomenal turnout for the movies. I'll say the one bad part about the movies is there's no real interaction. I mean, you get interaction at the very start before the movie, and then you have two hours where they really appreciated it, but you didn't get to catch up with them and you know, really talk much. Um, So I realized from that that it was, we had a really great turnout, but I don't know if we would do the movies again. Um, You know, there were other things where we have a lot more interaction. Like uh, we've done, we've done, uh, we've got a triple a minor league baseball team. And that was phenomenal. Um, We've done it multiple times at this point. We've done it four times, I think, and different sections of the stadium. We've done one that was like behind home plate. That was the club level. Um, that was for our top 40 clients. Um, we've well, got them so very open where they're $10 tickets. I, and I hundreds love that of people too. And,
0: and listeners, remember also try to involve your local, like American Red Cross or your local Humane Society. Red Cross will do a blood drive at your event, but one of the cool things is when you get them involved, um, is they will actually prospect into the marketplace to people that have been past donors before, so they're literally going on the phone and call and get more people to go, and they will do a lot of press releases and whatnot that are promoting your event and the blood drive at the same time. So That's for right. those of you who are feel, feeling the headwinds at this time, you know, Josh, we just did it, we did a national agent survey, we're just starting to collect results, and like the fourth question down was like, what's your, you know, what we're asking about fear and pain type questions, and one of the questions, mm-hmm. uh, the result was essentially like, it, some, something like seventy percent of all the agents are fearful over the next three or four months, just because they know they're t- traditionally slower. But guys, here's when I want you to, not, you know, listen to what Josh. It's just a little said. bit of a myth. It is a myth. Thank you. Debunk the myth for me. Save me the breath. Last year <laughs> Why is it a myth.
1: Last, yeah, well, so last December was one of was like our top three best months in a decade. I mean, it it doesn't matter. People are moving all the time. It's just that you've bought into the mindset that it's a slower time in the fourth quarter there and it's go. total bullshit, but you've got <laughs> into it and, and, and you've believed it because everybody else in your office is slow. When really, if you were drilling down in the mid to late third quarter and hammering because you're usually 90 days back from what you're doing 90 days ago. So if you, if you were hammering the phones and door knocking and doing all those things fundamentally that you're supposed to be doing, your November and December would be just as good as your June, July, and August. And you've bought into the people that have been in the business for 30 years that say that, oh, the fourth quarter's slow, and I take a month off. B.S. Like, we we have 40 pendings right now, and we're not going to quit having at least 40 pendings moving in. And some of those are going to push to January and February, which is great because typically our January and February is our two slowest months of the entire year. So that's why we stack up in November and December some of our new construction pushes to January, and we know it's going to happen, and it's totally fine. It helps us for the start of the year. So.
0: Well, you know, you're uh, touching yeah. on. I love what you. I love what you just said. You're you're helping me debunk the bullshit out there about this not being the best time of year to work. Um, there's absolutely no question that if you coast the rest of the year, truthfully, you guys should have been dialing it back. Like Josh just said, say starting back in you know September, August. Or, I'm sorry, September, October. Thinking about the next year. He said something really brilliant there. I hope you guys are paying attention. He said 90-day cycle. Well, if that means, in essence, I think this is what he meant. The time between contact and actually paycheck in his market is roughly 90 days, and a lot of your markets it's less than that. When Julie and I sold real estate, it was 140, dollars days was the average for our market it's important you guys know the average days in the market and then you got to go back and add another 30 days on there because oh, that's yeah. the amount of time it took from making the contact to getting the initiate you know the house on the market and the pictures done and all the mickey mouse done so the contacts you guys are making now are the ones that are going to pay you in the future and if you're not making any contacts now don't be surprised if you're not getting paid in the spring and that's yeah. the reason so many of you guys yeah that's the reason so many agents jobs struggle going into the new year Yeah.
1: I had a lady call me this or email me this week. I reached out to her in 2010 and I put her on a general newsletter and a market snapshot. She called, she emailed me this week and said, this is what I owe on my property. You told me back in 2010 that you didn't think it was a a good idea to sell. Cause I don't, that's my deal is like, I'm, I'm relationships. Like I'm not going to tell somebody to sell if it's not a good idea to sell. I know there's a lot of agents that do it, but that's what sets me apart. I, I will tell somebody it's not worth it. A commission check's not not worth it for me to on my character and reputation. So, so she called me six years later, or emailed me six years later. So, like the power of lead follow-up. It's not about the first one call or three calls or five emails. It's about who's staying in touch with people six years later. That was on a that was on a lead that came to our website.
0: Yeah, that's six fantastic. years. So, so, Josh, we got to wrap it up. And that's an Listeners, extreme case, but you know. Well, but it isn't. It isn't because you know you're. You're. It wasn't just coming strictly. If we're being. If you look at the whole thing, though, I'm sure you'll realize that you have a great reputation in the community. if she was seeing other sold signs in the community. She may have ran into other people while she was having her hair done. that had done work with you, and you had her in your sure. database. So it was all these things reinforcing each other. So listeners right. do not think that having a database is a pretty shiny object and it's going to get all the business for you six years later. Because he was doing a hell of a lot of other things. So don't be confused about that. So Josh. Thank you very much for your time today. I really appreciate you being my co-host. Yeah. Uh, thank you, and I didn't say this at to the top of the call. I should have. Thank you for your service to the country and the Army. Um, you know, We have thank a lot you. of veterans that listen. We have a lot of veterans that actually enroll in the coaching program because you guys are coming from a mindset, the realization that from having discipline, you get, you get really consistent results. But I'm curious, were you like that before you got in the military, that four hours a day discipline, time block life? I was,
1: but it was heightened. Um, the discipline was heightened in the military. I, I grew up on a, on a farm, um, a working farm, and, and my dad did not believe you don't, get to, you don't get to sleep in on a farm. <laughs> so um, we, we were pretty structured even growing up. I mean, we worked out on the farm and, you know, uh, we joked with him how, how hard he made us work. I mean, you know, we could have retarded the roof um, put tar on the roof in November and December, not in the middle of August in Louisiana. It would have been a little bit easier putting black tar on a roof in the middle of August and in Louisiana is hot. I don't know why we so had people, to do it then. And,
0: uh. <laughs> when people, when people cry that real estate's a lot of work, you just remember back when you were a kid working on the farm and put right. things in perspective.
1: Right. Yeah, like so, child labor, so listen,
0: right? Yeah, Josh, thank you very much for your time and congratulations on all your success. You know, I admire your uh, willing to not stroke your ego and your being honest about what you're doing. Sometimes I have folks on this radio show that um, you know will frankly try to butter up what they're doing, and sometimes the radio shows don't go so smoothly because when somebody has a big massive team and they're buying all their leads and they're not doing any proactive lead generation like you do, you and I both know their net to them is like barely you know ten maybe twelve percent and i don't like it's i don't too know hard I, a i'm tired of that it for, yeah right well they're not i don't like people lying to agents and i don't like them you know disseminating information that's not true you're really doing the work you're doing it at a high level people like you are truly truly the, the bedrock of our industry because you're doing what's right for well, customers, you. and you're doing, it the, you're doing it the real honest, ethical way. So I sincerely appreciate you being my co-host today. So if anyone wanted to send you a referral to lovely Nashville, great place to buy rental properties if those of you guys are looking to pick up some investments. How can they get a hold of you? This is true. Um, my email is josh
1: at joshandersonrealestate.com. You can also go to our, webs- our
0: websites joshandersonrealestate.com. And it's Son. It's S-O-N, not S E N. So, S-O. That's for right. Those of you, yep. For those of you who are spelling dyslexic like your humble host. All right, Josh, thank you very much, and happy holidays, man. Thank you. Have a great day. You too. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com.